Hello, listeners. My name is Alex Molly, and you are listening to Hate Crime, Our Story. Today, I, along with my special guest, my boyfriend Jason, will be sharing our experience with being targeted based on our sexuality. After telling the story, we'll be touching on how, on a law enforcement level, we can prevent these human rights violations in the future. I'm offering a trigger warning as we will be describing sensitive topics such as assault, derogatory slurs, and post-traumatic stress disorder. The events took place on July 25th, 2020, when we attended a socially distanced booze cruise in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for uh, Jason's best friend's birthday party. Jason, from your perspective, how did the events of that night begin? So leading up to the events, we were having a good time. We were all dancing, taking pictures, um, listening to the live music. Then when me and Alex went, we went to the bathroom and then on our way back up, we see our friend and the lady, right? Getting, it looks like they're getting into a kind of a heated argument. Um, based on the body language, you could tell that the conversation was getting heated. So we decided to walk over towards and the lady and I just kind of say what's going on then goes this lady's going crazy because her husband bought us a round of shots and I was like he did what and she was like he bought us all a round of shot like the group of the party that we were with he got everybody a shot and she did not like that this is when I just I say let's let's separate like why don't you just stay here me and my group will go somewhere else so we're not near each other this lady did not like that. She then proceeded to come at me and rip my shirt, making the buttons fall off, the top three to be exact. At this moment in time, I was really ready to move on and go to a different deck on the boat because I didn't want this to escalate. As me decide to walk away from the situation and let the lady make a fool of herself, she comes at us again and this time she's starting to say nasty names to us i don't recall the nasty names but i do recall that they did kind of piss me off then that's when i turn around and i say lady i don't understand why you're so upset you need to be talking to your husband not us we're not the ones that bought the drinks he's the one up to came over to us and bought the group the drinks we had nothing to do with it you need to go catch your husband and figure out the situation with him because we have nothing to do with this. And then in that moment, that's when the lady started calling us faggots. Um, she tried to come at me again, but then the officer on the boat came over and heard the ruckus and he separated us telling me I needed to go to the bottom deck. Even though I cooperated with the officer, he still kept swearing and saying, get the fuck downstairs. And then in this moment, I realized this was going to be a bigger issue than what really was going on. Once me and Alex get to the second floor um, deck, that is when we had one of our friends come up to us because our party had to move, stating that the lady was going around in the group asking if any of us were faggots. Um, and to that extent, all the guys in the group we're all straight and there with their girlfriends or wives, and me and Alex were the only two gay people in the group. And then, what was your initial reaction once you realized why we were being targeted? Uh, what was going through your head at that point? 
my first reaction was why why does this have to happen to me and why does this have to happen on my friend's birthday but in the back of my mind I was like I'm kind of used to this this is kind of a normal thing and then what happened next after everybody got down to the second floor deck um, I decided to buy a round of shots for everybody to kind of be like sorry even though it wasn't really my fault, I just still felt guilty for having that happen. Um, then, as I go up to the bar and I'm ordering the shots, the bartender I, gives me the shots, I pay. As I'm about to pick up the tray of shots to go over to our, our group of friends, the lady comes behind me and pushes me into the bar, making me dump everything all over the counter. At this point, I was kind of confused of how she was allowed downstairs as I was removed from being on the third deck where she was located. And then at this point, she was trying to have a fist fight. Like she was swinging with closed fists, she was kicking. She was trying to do anything she could do to give me physical harm. And at that point is where I kind of stepped in and you know, I tried to break up the fight between you and the lady. And um, while you are arguing with her, her husband comes up behind me and he starts like pushing me and he's like, are you the boyfriend? And I was like, just leave him alone. And at this point he starts swinging at me. He punches me in the face and he, sa he says, you're a faggot, you have no rights in this country. Now I became very angry. I kicked off my Birkenstocks and I started to throw fists at everybody. I was trying to fight him. I was trying to fight her. I was just, at this point, I didn't care. I was so upset at the fact that just because I was gay and I had my boyfriend around me, every, they were just targeting us. It was just being very homophobic and then nobody around us was helping us or doing anything to make it stop. Once I got punched, I turned around immediately. I didn't try and fight him or anything. I turned around immediately because all I was thinking is, you know, we have to get the hell out of here. So I grabbed Jason and I brought him behind the bar and um, the husband and the wife are still trying to go after us. And the bartender comes around to try and barricade us from them. And then after it settles down for a bit, the couple leaves and then the wife comes back and she just kind of stands there and tries to corner us in and start yelling at us. And then the husband comes around the other side and she's trying to corner us into him. Since Jason was kind of being protected by the bartender at that point, I ran back upstairs to where the security desk on the boat was. And it was the same cops who had kicked Jason off before. And I went and said, you have to help us now. We are getting assaulted. They're calling us faggots. I don't know what to do. He looked at me and he said, using the word faggot is freedom of speech under the First Amendment. And he told me that if we didn't stay on the lower deck, that me and Jason were going to get arrested as soon as we got off the boat. And the boat was pretty much docking at this point, but we didn't really have anywhere to run. And the police were 
totally against us in this situation. So we were terrified. And then a few minutes later, we docked. Once we docked, they ran off the boat and jumped in their truck and sped off as fast as they could, screaming faggot out the windows. It doesn't take a genius to know that hate speech is a form of a threat and aggression and um, degradation towards somebody. And according to FBI.gov, the FBI's UCR program defines a hate crime as a committed criminal offense, which is motivated in whole or in part by offenders' biases against a race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender, or gender identity. Article 369 of the Criminal Code, titled Incitement to Hatred or Discrimination, prohibits hate speech directed against a group of people. The offense carries a punishment of six months to three years imprisonment or a fine. However, it is important to point out that the United States has repeatedly ruled in previous cases that hate speech is legally protected free speech under the First Amendment. In our particular situation, it continues to baffle me that not only did the police make the situation our fault and completely discredited everything we were saying while pleading for help at the most desperate and critical time, but the actions of these bigoted people who intended to harm us were specifically being protected. This wasn't just hate speech either. We were literally being assaulted and running for our lives because we had no idea what they were going to do and we had nowhere to go. To me, it just totally gave the impression that it was our fault for being gay in the first place. Personally, at this point, I was already very rattled before we even got on the boat from a previous experience, um, only a month prior, where Jason and I were forced to move out of our, of our apartment because our roommate, um, gradually over time, it kept getting worse. He was calling us faggots. He kept telling us that we were going to die of AIDS. He kept um, avoiding us, saying, I can't be near you guys, I'm going to get AIDS. He was breaking into our room to steal our items and just consistent and often inappropriate remarks and actions. And it got so bad and was ignored by those we asked for help from to the point that we were forced to leave our own home for our safety. After the night on the boat, I was having a lot of nights where I was having trouble sleeping. I was having nightmares. I was waking up shaking and crying. Um, it was a real case of PTSD and I felt just so fearful about going out into the world again. And we hadn't really had problems anytime we went partying in Boston, but you know, similar experiences that happened to us going out in New Hampshire again. And so um, I said, that's the last time I wanna do it. I don't wanna go party in New Hampshire anymore. Now, Jason, how did this experience affect you? And are you fearful of going out into the world again? The experience didn't make me fearful of going out. It just made me not want to go out in a more rural area. Because by being in a more rural area, there's more people who are just not going to understand diversity. They're not taught diversity in their jobs. They're not taught diversity in their friendships. 
It's just something they're not educated on. So they take it out on the people that are educated on and are living that life. And um, how would you have liked to have seen law enforcement handle that situation that night? I wish law enforcement had better training on diversity because, like, the situation could have been handled safely, not just, oh, you go over here, you go over there, like, two five-year-old children getting in a fight in the sandbox. Like, this was somebody physically trying to harm another person. There was so much more that they could have done, but instead they chose to just say, it's your fault, you need to move yourself from the situation instead of protecting me and keeping the woman and her husband away from us. And I do agree with you, Jason. I think that there needs to be more diversity training for law enforcement and when it comes to hate-based crimes, especially. I also think that when police officers act this way, they need to be held accountable for their actions. And I, you know, my, my dad, once I called him as soon as we got off the boat, tried to call Portsmouth police, but, you know, they would need to file a report from us. But to be truthful, I think we were definitely too scared to just based off the way that we were treated on the boat for the situation. Like we didn't want it to come back on us somehow. And we never ended up filing a report. Now, I know that you and I have talked about this pretty much every day since over and over again and, you know, in different moods and and about the trauma and everything that came out of it. But I really want to thank you for talking to me about it all the way through. I think it, I find it very therapeutic personally. I thank you, Alex, for having me here today and talking about this experience.